Hello, I'm Ben, and this is the very first of my new format podcast episodes, where I'm going to be sharing interviews, tips and ideas focused around a marketing challenge. In this episode, I feature an extract from my club webinar that I presented last year, where I shared some background on what SEO is, why it's important, and some tips on getting started. So if you're new to SEO or search engine optimization, this episode is a good place to start. But if you're a little bit more experienced, then I'll be sharing some ideas and advanced techniques in future episodes. So settle in and join me while I explain some SEO basics. Okay, so just so we know where everyone is, what is search engine optimization? Um, and simply put, it's really about making changes to your website that you know or, or maybe believe will gain a higher position in search engine results for a given keyword search. Oh, hi, Karen. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to focus on Google. There are many search engines available, but we'll focus on Google because it's the one that most people use. So why do people search? Well, people either want to um, do something, so they want to go camping in France, or they might search camping France. They want to know something, how to fix my washing machine. Or they want to go somewhere like Facebook or your business website page. So those are the key areas and the reasons people might search. And that's quite important in terms of trying to understand what people type into a search engine. It's useful to know why they want to do that. And it's usually because people are trying to find something out, uh, know something I think is one of the most common, um, or they want to do something. So there's maybe an intent to purchase particularly, or they've um, forgotten the, the website or, or like most people, they don't even bother typing in website addresses anymore. They just type in what they think the company name was and Google gets it right for them, hopefully, and, and links them through to the right page. So just to get a feel, and some of you may know this, uh, but just to get a feel of how important it is to get search optimization right and, and try and aim to be at least on the first page, if not in the first five results, and then working your way to position one, if at all that's possible, is to know that certainly from data taken um, in 2014 by moz.com, the first five results get 68% of the clicks. That's a huge majority of the clicks. So really, if you are position six and below, you really have a much lower chance of getting clicked on and, and um, people actually having buying intent are probably going to go for the first few unless really those aren't doing the right job for them and, and not providing you the product or information that they require. But in that case, Google's not doing its job. And over time, Google would reconcile that and um, start showing the, the results that do deliver the right results further at the top. But it's a really good indication to show that really, if you're position one number one, you get a huge amount of the clicks coming through because that's what people will click on first. Um, and then it diminishes down to number five and then it diminishes further as you move on to the other pages. There is actually a slight pickup in here because this graph shows both desktop and mobile. And we can see the while mobile, uh, sorry, and we can see while desktop has a drop off after, on the second page, mobile keeps it on for a little bit longer. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's a little bit easier. There's a load more button at the bottom. It's not so arduous to get to the next page, perhaps. And in many cases, um, Google will dynamically load the next set of results into that page. So it doesn't feel like you're moving from page to page. I'm not sure, but that's my rationale. So just a few terms you should know. Um, the first is a search engine ranking position. Now this is known as a SERP. So this is 
where you appear within search. Now, when we're looking back at our results here, each of these numbers is a search engine ranking, ranking position or SERP. So if someone refers to what SERP are you, they want to know what position does your result come up for in Google. A snippet, now this is the information that comes back in a Google search result. So if you type in accountant Sirencester, for example, and you get a list of results coming up, each one of those results is a snippet of information. And those snippets vary depending on the content that Google is pulling out. It may be even that there's additional snippets in there for extra information such as recipes. And I know we've touched on that with um, structured data or YouTube videos or anything like that. Each of those is a snippet, but we're gonna focus mainly on the standard Google snippet, which is a title, the URL and the description. An impression is how many times that snippet is shown to people, or at least impressed upon the screen. So every time someone searches for accountant Sirencester and you come up in the search results, whether it's page one or two or three, um, that's an impression. If they have, if your result has been shown on that page, that becomes an impression. They may not have seen it, but it has been impressed upon that page. And then you've obviously got clicks through to your website, uh, which generate a CTR or click through rate. So this is the difference between uh, the number of clicks compared to impressions. And what you'd be looking to do is while you might want more impressions, so more people finding you online, you want also a higher click through rate. And arguably, I'd say work on the click through rate before the impressions. Um, next on the list is keyword. So this is just simply a phrase that people use to find online. Now I use keyword and phrase interchangeably. It could be one word, it could be a couple of words strung together, but it's what, it's um, the phrase or keyword or, or um, sentence that people type into Google to search for something online. And a long tail is a longer version of that basically. Um, a good example is the help um, keyword I gave earlier where someone wanted help how to fix a washing machine. You might consider that long tail. In fact, you might add on to that how to fix a um, how to fix as a Nusi washing machine. So they're being becoming more and more specific. Maybe you put the model number on there. The more specific you become, the more long tail it is. And the benefit with long tail keywords is there are fewer of people searching for them, but they um, have more intent to do something with that information, whether it's to buy or to find out information. So you've got a lot more opportunity to to grab a customer or grab some grab traffic. And because there's so many more of them, it's just much more difficult to target. Okay, so first keywords and how to find them. I'm gonna go through a couple of examples of how you can find them. But before you go into that, it's really a good idea to just go back and understand the right keywords that people use to find services like yours online. It's not just about the internal keywords. It's not just about maybe SKUs or um, manufacturer part codes, which are useful. And it's certainly worth having those um, considered as keywords if you've got products, but also thinking about keywords and how, how customers would describe your product or service when they're trying to find it online, because that's what they're going to use. They're not going to use any internal language. I've got a couple of very, very simple examples here of how someone might search for an accountant. They could just put in the word accountant, um, and that's a, um, a very broad term. It's probably not something that people might use, although Google does a good job of uh, trying to localize a lot of broad keywords by applying uh, location information about where you are now, if you're mobile or um, where your Wi-Fi connection is, and then applying accountants who are in that particular area. 
you're more likely to be specific. So someone might put Sirencester Accountants or Accountant Sirencester or Accountants in Sirencester. There's different ways of phrasing it. Um, they may also be specific. So if they if they don't know they need an accountant yet, but they just want some help, they might put how to prepare end of year accounts. Uh, I know that's probably quite a big job for some people, but maybe they're just starting up and they're looking at how they might go about doing that themselves. Now, as an accountant, you can just start trying to optimize your site for Sirencester accountants and accountants in Sirencester and try and capture people who are already looking for those broad keywords. But I think it's also worth looking for people who aren't quite ready for an accountant yet. They don't think they need one, maybe, yet. Um, and if you're able to put information out there that is helpful, useful, where you can provide value for those people who are searching, then these are your longer tail keywords. These are your ways of capturing people um, who are on the web, who are looking for information, but aren't quite ready to buy. Maybe they've even got an accountant, but they're looking, they're looking around and thinking, well, I'm not quite happy. Maybe I'll do it myself. If you're the accountant to write how to prepare your MDV accounts and give some guidance on that, then maybe you're the one to capture that particular traffic as well. Oh, hi, Heidi. Thanks for joining us. No worries about being late. You can, um, just a note to everyone, you can always capture this as a recording afterwards. So it's it's no issue if you're late. Um, I'd rather you, uh, you get on with your day or driving and don't rush around. You can always listen to us later. Okay, so some couple of ways to search. One of the easiest and I think quite fun ways of um, searching for keywords is to put a couple of your keywords into Google Trends. And here it's going to give you um, a broad comparison between up to four keywords and also give you a trend. So we've just got two terms in this case, uh, tax advice and tax avoidance. It's a little joke, really. It's quite funny to see that tax avoidance is uh, or people searching for tax avoidance, perhaps techniques, has gone down uh, over the last few years. But looking at this, what it can give you is if you're unsure about two different types, of, two different terms, one you might be able to go and find out, um, and we'll talk about this later, how many people are searching for it on average. What's quite useful about Google Trends is you can see whether the average is going up or down. Because from that, you might decide to use one keyword over the other if it's more if, if it's up and coming, in which case you may not get so much traffic now. But if it trends upwards, you're going to capture that traffic later as more and more people start to use that term. Um, and as I said, I believe you can compare up to four at a time. I think that's the maximum. There's also lots of other things in here. It's quite um, useful to track things like news cycles. So you probably put like Donald Trump in there and you're going to see how he is uh, talked about over the time. So it's lots of uh, potential uses for this, but it's quite a fun way to um, identify which keywords you want to use. Something that's more practical as a tool is the Google Keyword Planner. That This is available as part of Google AdWords. Now, last time I used it, you had to make sure you had a Google AdWords account, um, but you didn't need any um, active AdWords um, on that. So what I suggest if you don't have a Google AdWords account is you sign up, you go through the process, you maybe even have to put your credit card in, but you make sure you stop running any adverts, you pause them and, and make sure you're not spending any money if, if you don't want to run any of those yet. Um, but that should give you access to Google Keyword Planner. Um, they have in the past asked you to have some active campaigns running, in which case maybe it's worth just having a very, very simple campaign to capture some test keywords. Um, just so you can use this tool because it is particularly useful. Um, so one of the things you can do is you can just type in all your keywords. So once you've thought through how people might find your product online, you can type them all into here and it's going to give you the average monthly searches for those keywords. Excuse me. 
It's going to give you the average monthly searches for those keywords. It's also going to give you the competition. Now, bear in mind, this is the competition on AdWords, not in organic search on Google. But it does give you an idea about how many people are looking for that keyword. Now, that could give you an idea about whether that keyword is worth optimizing for, because if lots of other people are going for it, then it might be worth trying for, depending on how hard it is um, already and how far down you are already. Um, or you might want to leave that keyword alone and say, well, let's go for some of the longer tail, easier ones first, and then we'll move into working towards that. What it also does, if you look below, there's a few examples here like tax advice, bookkeeping tips and, tips and set, set up auto enrollment pension. But underneath that, um, it would show related searches. So using your keywords, Google will give you a list of other keywords that it might think uh, are useful. So if you have no idea about what people might search for, put in a few broad keywords and then Google's going to do the hard work for you and tell you what other people are actually searching for that's related to those keywords. And you might find some better uh, ones with a higher average monthly searches. So Google Keyword Planner is very useful in terms of getting an idea about those. It's a bit of a faff to get set up. Uh, it's not just a simple tool you can access um, easily for free, but it should be free once you've jumped through the hoops of setting up an AdWords account. The other benefit of setting up AdWords is it's a good way to test what keywords actually resound for you. So you could do all of this research, but actually if you want to rapidly test which keywords work and which keywords generate click-throughs, rather than waiting for your uh, Google to re-index the site and your organic rating to change, is to run small campaigns on those particular keywords. Put a little bit of money behind that, maybe a dedicated landing page, and then you can see which keywords work and which keywords drive people through and ultimately, if there's um, a relevant goal, they'll connect and convert on that goal. Um, there is another way to find out keywords, and that is to use the related searches at the bottom of Google. So uh, if in this example, we type in bookkeeping, we scroll down to the bottom of the, the list before going to the next page, and we see searches related to bookkeeping. And here we find other words added onto it, like bookkeeping examples, bookkeeping for dummies, bookkeeping courses, and so on. Now, these could be converted into longer tail versions. Um, so it's going to give you slight alternatives um, and variations in some cases of those keywords. Again, you could probably put those back into the Google Keyword Tool and it's going to help you. But even if you don't have Google Keyword Tool, this is a really good way of doing it. There are other tools for doing this, like WordStream is one that comes to mind. Um, but they are all limited in some way and require you to pay. So what I suggest you do if you're starting from a um, by keeping costs down is to start with these few tools first and really push them to the limits until you um, until you're you need something else. You need a better tool. Then there's lots of other tools that you might want to use that are paid for. Just get in touch with me and I'm happy to send you a list of them. If you found this podcast interesting, you might like my marketing club. If you join, you'll receive regular tips and advice on marketing, video and the web so you can become more effective in business. Pro members also get access to my live marketing webinars every single month, plus all previous webinars. And at the moment, that's about 600 minutes of content. You also get an audio only version of the podcast that you can listen to while you walk the dog. There are exclusive discounts and perks and you can find out more by visiting ratherinventive.com slash club. That's ratherinventive.com slash club. Dick it, 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 dick it